You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of the Dave Sturchio Show right here on the Premier Podcast Network. I'm your host, the only host of this show, Dave Sturchio. I hope everybody's doing well out there here on a Friday as I record this a little later in the week. It is Friday, August the 25th, 2023. Like I said, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody's had a good week. Um, I know I have. It's been a very productive one. It's been a very interesting one. Uh, it's had its extreme highs and then its extreme lows. Um, but it's, it's been a week and I have to just say and and give credit to those who tolerate me on the day to day, because let me tell you something, it's not, it's not easy. (laughs) It's not easy to deal with me on the day to day, but, uh, I'm doing the best I can over here, over at chop studios and chop sports media. But, um, this is how I do my podcast and I want to be like fully transparent. I literally hit record. I sit down and I just go, I don't have like this other shows like the chop sports fight factory. Jersey Boys, the Chop Sports Social, the Jimmy Palumbo Show, all the shows that I'm involved in uh, and do and, and produce, uh, I usually have a nice little rundown. And I think that that's you know, a very good structured way to get through a podcast. And you know your topics, you know what you're going to talk about. Um, on this one, I think I made it like a thing to not prepare. You know what I mean? Not like just just go. And And I think that's what the gift of gab comes from. I think that there's uh, a lot of cool shit. Um, that I can literally just remember just from this past week or maybe life lessons that I'm learning along the way of being an entrepreneur and trying to make something of this Chop Sports Media, Chop Studios business that I've decided to build in 2021 with Chris Gucci. Now, um, the business side of things right now is going rather well, right? We had an open house. Um, it wasn't the, the greatest open house in the world. Um, I think that it's... I think I, I left a lot. I'm not sure if I even talked about this last episode. I may have. Um, I feel like the marketing aspect of it could have been a little better. So what did we do? We answered the call when it comes to that. And Chris, being the creative person that he is, uh, when it comes to Canva, uh, which is one of the programs that we use to design a lot of our things, he designed a brand new trifold brochure. Uh, it looks great. I can't wait to get it to print. I think we're going to put that bitch in the pr- I don't know why I called it a bitch. <laughs> we're going to put that bad boy in a um, on the printing thing, and uh, we're going to get like uh, like a thousand brochures, and we're really going to start hitting the ground running with promoting the studio. But from what we're doing right now, um, we might have landed a very uh, uh, interesting client out of the open house, and then my barber, who I you know shout out to Jimmy the barber and Fords, he's the guy that makes this beard as elegant and exquisite as it is. Um, and the hair, uh, I will say that he let me put out my business cards on his shelf. Turns out that he has another client that was interested in doing a podcast, was about to invest in a lot of money, uh, in equipment in which they still might, but to get started, I mean, that's, it's a beautiful thing to have everything that we've built already, um, at your disposal. And I think that, you know, that could be another potential client. Plus we have Brianna McCabe doing her audio book here. We have the guys from underground nutrition, uh, which is down the street, uh, underground nutrition and paramount gym. They have a, a podcast they rent out every other Sunday. Um, so things are picking up and that's a great thing. And I just had uh, a new friend of mine. Her name is Stephanie. 
Um, she came out here and did headshots for me because I think I was due for an upgrade and I'm tired of taking selfies. So she's an aspiring photographer who has great work. Um, so I said, hey, listen, you know, like, why don't you come down to the studio, check out the space, uh, take some photos and uh, be on your merry way. Uh, and she did. So Again, the 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 word is getting out there. The people are starting to come in. This is exactly what we set out to do. Um, and in regards to uh, other things that we tried to start to do, uh, we tried to start to do these gig work things, like where we would go out to these um, new accounts and help them with their social media. And while I think that we definitely have room to grow in that aspect, I think you can only dip your toes in one aspect of the business at a time, considering the fact that it's just me and Chris. Um, you know, we both have personal lives. He's got things going on. I got things going on. So sometimes things don't just line up. Um, and I think that if we double down and put our minds together on really getting the name and the brand out, I think we have some serious potential here at Chop Studios as a part of Chop Sports Media. Now, it seems to have been like a, a, a not not even like a, a discussion. Me and Chris have meetings all the time, and I think we always try to uh, get the best out of each meeting, even if sometimes it's the harder truth. And I think that's how you grow as a company. I think that me and him have been business partners now for two and a half years. We know each other pretty much, you know, both sides of the coin. I know, you know, all of his stuff going on in his personal life, and he's on, he knows all mine, right? But then we also know about the business side of things and how he's branching off and doing the break buds, and I'm branching off and doing a lot of work for – the premier streaming network, it seems to me that going forward, a lot of the Chop Sports Media, and I put that in air quotes just so you know like where I'm going with this, Chop Sports Media seems to be my thing now, meaning um, I'm not taking ownership of it. Like It's not like he's, he can never do anything again, ever again. You know what I mean? Like it's, But it's, it's more the media part of it is me doing a lot of the work for the premier streaming network, for Jimmy Palumbo, for like, you know, for all these things that we do, the media out of this studio, it seems like I've taken the reins on that. Um, and, and that's fine because that's kind of where I, I, I set out to do this in early 2020. Uh, when I got laid off, when the pandemic hit, um, I, uh, I started this business. Um, well, I tried to start this business and I entitled it Stellar Sports Media. And I was going to do this. I was going to help out people with their media and help out with their social media and blah, blah, blah. It never panned out because it was just it was just me, right? So I was just like I was struggling. I was just like I can't do this shit. There's no way. Like how am I supposed to build a business from my dining room when nobody's even allowed outside? You know what I mean? It was just bullshit, and uh, so I just didn't fall through with it. Um, but now, obviously, I have the ability to spread my wings, my creative chop sports media wings, and and help out within the premiere thing because next week. Um, obviously the podcast will come out a couple days prior, uh, to my departure, but next week, uh, Labor Day weekend, I get to fly out to Chicago to do, um, a lot of social media interviews and just be like a hype man for Starcast six, which they've been doing this now. This is their sixth event of Starcast. Starcast is something, it's like the who's who of professional wrestling and entertainment. Like Dennis Rodman's going to be there. I hope to meet the worm. Uh, but yeah, like guys like Jim Ross and like, that's the one that just like, really, I'm like, dude, all right, he's going to be in the same room as you. He's the the legendary, iconic voice of professional wrestling. You got to meet him. You got to shake his hand. You got to say thank you for aspiring me to do what I'm doing. Uh, but anyway, so that's StarCast. And then we had the Premiere Showcase, which is the following week in Metuchen. So I'm doing a lot of things for Premiere because I believe in these companies. It's a blessing and a curse to be as committed to certain other people um, because what, what – I mean, if you've learned anything about me in the first – 
10 episodes, 11 episodes, whatever this is, um, you know that everything I do, I go like all in, right? And there's just no way if fans are bots, there's just no, I don't know how to turn it off. And I said that on an interview with uh, Jessica McKay and Cassie Lee over this week with Offer Chops. And they, you know, they were gracious enough to give me a couple minutes for the Fight Factory brand. Um, and I said, I was like, I don't, they're like, uh, Cassie was like, I love your energy. And I was like, well, I don't know how to turn it off. I wish I did actually. You know, I really wish I knew how to turn off my go, go, go mentality because it gets draining. And sometimes I, I get home and I just, I crash on the couch. You know what I mean? Like, it is just like, don't touch me. Don't bother me. I just need to, <clears throat> I need to relax for a couple minutes, uh, because I don't know how to turn it off and it's so mentally draining and it really is. Um, but listen, I, I got to do what I got to do. I got to put the work in and put the hours in. Um, you know, it's silly if you're like, oh, I get up at 3 a.m. and I stay up until 1 a.m. and I only need two hours. Like, that's bullshit. I, I need my sleep. You know, last night I got in bed at like 1030. You know what I mean? Which is, to me, it's early. Or I think it was 10 o'clock. I kind of tick-tocked my way to 1045. But yeah, I was in bed and gone, you know. Um, but you know, those days of, of trying to get out there uh, and party, I don't, I don't want to say they're over, but I mean, I want to say that they're limited at the very best because I, you know, I'm trying, I got some physical goals too, which today, by the way, uh, I was able to re-enter the old glory of um, the 300 pound bench club. I haven't done that in a long time. And this guy asked me for a spot while I was doing something else. And, you know, he's a bigger dude. So I spotted him. He put up like 225 or whatever a couple times. Then he went up to like 250. And then once he got off, I said, hey, man, just you can leave that bench the way it is. Um, I think he got he stripped it down to like one plate each. And I was like, all right, there's my warm-up, and then I'll go up to 225, and then I'll go to 250. And on that fourth set, I was like, you know what? Let me just I'll flag this guy down real quick, and then I'll, I'll try to do it again. But this time I want to go to over 300 pounds. And I, it's been a long, long time. I think the last time I did it was like in the middle of the pandemic when gyms were like just starting to implement like mask wearing. Um, cause I remember having like a bandana over my face when like masks weren't a thing yet. It was just like, oh, I'll cover my face. Um, and I did like same thing, like 300 or 305 or something like that. But that was on like a, I believe that was like an incline, like, I don't want to say Smith machine, but it wasn't a flat bench. I haven't ever done, uh, the, or at least I may have done a couple of years back, but it's been a long time. And you know, so I'm, I have physical goals, so I don't really want to go out there and rage all the time. And I got plenty of time to do that. I'll do some drinking in Chicago. I'll do some drinking in Dallas. You know what I mean? I got, I got plenty of time to party. Right. Um, but you know, I'm really focused and driven on making chop sports media and chop studios, the place to be. Um, you know, it, it's just, uh, it's, it's a struggle. It's it's hard. And sometimes you feel like doing it on your own, but it's not, it's not the truth. You know what I mean? Like, we each got our shit. I, I haven't seen Chris today, as a matter of fact, right? But then he's the one to text me a text saying, "Hey, here's the final product of the of the brochure." So now I know that he's he's at home working on the brochure. So do you have to necessarily sit at your desk every day when you have the ability to stay home, or you might not be able to get here? No, of course not. It's what being a business owner is all about: it's flexibility. Um, so I'm I'm definitely pumped about that. I'm pumped about the future of this place. I really do. We built this thing for two years. Two and a half years now, and I just posted on my Facebook about like a little bit of a transformation of what the studio used to look like. It used to look like a college dorm room, right? And then like we just really upped it up, uh, spent some money, and any dollar that we were getting, we put it right back into the studio, and here we are. So I do want to let you guys know that I'm also broadcasting and recording this from the Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru Studio in Matawan, New Jersey. So if you put in Chop Studios um, in your Google or your Waze or whatever app you use, and boom, will pop up. Or right on 34, Matawan, the door is always open for everybody to come on in, take a tour, 
uh, give us a call, schedule a tour, whatever. We'll show you around. We would love to see you. Um, so, yeah, go check out Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru as well. Uh, my best friend Greg is the manager of Subaru. He actually was driving a, like a loaner, not a loaner, but like a, I guess a test vehicle. I don't know. Whatever you're allowed to do when these things don't, they're not for sale yet. Uh, maybe it's like a test vehicle, but it was it was a dope ass Subaru, and I'm like, I never really liked Subarus. I just never it never appealed to me. But the one he was driving kind of reminded me of my current Blazer. You know what I mean? So, go check out that. Go see Greg. Tell him I sent you. Um, which McCall? So this week, so a lot of highs, right? And, and even as of today, I can announce this before I even put it out there on the the old social medias. Which you know, wouldn't you know? I actually do that from time to time. Um. I got casted in my first, uh, like, acting role, you know? Um, it's kind of interesting how this all played out. I'm friends with Jimmy Palumbo. I do the uh, I do the podcast with him every Tuesday. Um, it's a fun episode every Tuesday. We have a lot of laughs. It's it's just, you know, it's awesome. This past week, we had Ricky Hill on. Uh, Ricky Hill has a, a fantastic true story that was finally brought to life by the writers from Hoosiers and Rudy. So if you're a sports movie fan and you like those movies, you got to go check out The Hill. I'm going to probably watch it tonight. Um, uh, go see it or something. Find it in theaters. I don't know. In any event, um, so we interviewed Ricky Hill, the actual Ricky Hill, and it was awesome. He's like 65. I think he's my dad's age, 65, 66, but he had a uh, debilitating injury when he was younger, and they said it was going to just affect him as he got older, and he could knock the cover off a of baseball, and he's told us that he went on to play in, like, Venezuela and all these international leagues and Major League Baseball um, major league baseball is like cast off leagues, um, where it was like major league baseball, but it wasn't MLB. Uh, but he was smacking home runs for a long time. And then eventually like it just caught up to him, took him down and it sucked, uh, that his career was cut short for, via injury, but his story is just incredible. Like the guy had like leg braces on, I'm talking like Forrest Gump type shit. You know what I mean? Where he's like, all of a sudden he's running and they break off. Like that's the same, same things that his dad like hand built. I feel like, I feel like that would be my dad. You know, he's the. He's the kind of guy who's like, I'll build you. You know, I'm like, all right, go ahead. Because um, he's just creative like that. I, I do I do fear the day he does fully retire because there's going to be so many things built <laughs> at his house. I just don't – I don't know what they're going to be used for, but that's just what he does, and I love him. God bless because he just – he won't stop. He doesn't know how to stop. Um, maybe that's where I get the whole can't stop mentality from. I don't know. That must be hereditary. But, um, yeah, so I got casted in the – Beer League, the series, uh, episodes six and seven. Um, so I'll be in that as like, I think I'm going to play like this villain who actually plays for Maganelli Fitness, um, which again, me being who me, and then they're going to dial up my, they're going to dial up my, uh, my wrestling persona that I have, you know, and just have me be this intense softball player that maybe gets in a fight with a girl. It's, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. So that was another high, right? And then there's a lot of stuff going on with Chicago, all the prep for that. High, 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 right? It's all good. Ten minutes after we get done uh, recording the fight factor, and it was just me and Shea Cooper, my producer, who, by the way, is is probably moving in right now as we speak to back to college. So we lost her physically here uh, at Shop Studios, but she will be doing plenty of behind the scenes work, including working the social media and stuff. But um, it was like ten minutes after, and we had just spoke about the passing of Terry Funk. Now, if you're a wrestling fan, you know exactly who Terry Funk is. If you don't know who Terry Funk is, he has a long lineage of, of a professional wrestling past. His entire family is in the wrestling business. So he's like an icon wrestler, legend, right? Hall of Famer. Terry Funk was incredible, and he was just like a, just a generational type guy. 
But 10 minutes later, after we got done, I sent Shay on our way. I got off the phone with Josh and I go on Twitter and I see Triple H, who everybody knows who Triple H is at this point. Uh, he's he's you know, he's a big wig now at, at WWE. He puts out a tweet yesterday about the passing of Bray Wyatt, uh, Wyndham Rotunda. And it, look, celebrities die all the time. They get older and they die all the time. When a young person dies, you know, be that as it may of how he died, reports came out rather too quick, I'll say that, uh, about a heart attack, heart complications. But Bray Wyatt was the kind of wrestler that he just, like, no matter how amazing he was on the microphone and how much he can sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. You know what I'm saying? Like, just influential, in-your-face, over-the-top character. He went through a lot of transformations, a lot of character changes. And that fucks with you as, as a wrestler. Like, what is going to work? What is going to stick? What is going to have him leave his legacy in professional wrestling? Now, we haven't seen Bray Wyatt in quite some time. He had a, a, a weird gimmicky match, <clears throat> excuse me, with L.A. Knight. Yeah. Um, with L.A. Knight. I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, he had an, uh, he had a gimmicky match where it was like the, the lights were out and it was just a just a weird feel. And I believe that was at Extreme Rules, which was like a month before WrestleMania. And then they booked him to wrestle Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania in which Bray Wyatt started doing the, you know, the, I forget what it's called, but he's like, he's a big dude. He's a chunky guy, right? But like, he has this shirt where it's like his fitness program where it's like, yeah, everybody knows it's a, a shtick because he's a fucking, you know, he's a fat guy, right? Um, and before WrestleMania, Bray Wyatt went MIA, didn't show up to Raw, um, and they claimed nothing really they didn't really they didn't really give an explanation and that match was scrapped from the biggest you know the biggest event of the year and then we never really heard back about the whereabouts about Bray Wyatt and now there was rumors that he was coming back and there was like little little hints here and there they were doing this little Wyatt family thing it's all story right but you look at this and he did a promo just recently I feel like it was recently where he got to be himself. And he was like, and I don't know if this is like, if, if it's acting, give the fucking guy an Academy Award, you know, Academy Award. Um, because he sold it, man. He he basically said, like, this is me talking from the heart. And I want to thank you guys for always, like, sticking by my side. And it felt very goodbye-ish. It really did. And that's why, you know, and look, I put out a tweet last night. And I'm not proud of all my tweets, and sometimes I delete them. Sometimes I just let them marinate. Sometimes whatever. It is what it is. So I put out this tweet last night, um, and, and it, it, there's a writer out there. His name is Sean Ra uh, Sean Ross Sapp. Um, I never met the guy. I can't. Uh, I'm not about to begin to tell you that. Like I know the guy personally. He just always kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and he put out a tweet that said, you know. It's with my permission, or I have permission to report that, you know, Bray Wyatt died from a heart attack due to COVID complications uh, from earlier in 2023. 
Now, I'm not about to go down the COVID road with anybody. I'm not about to tell you if it's real, if it's not, if it's just serious, if it's not, whatever. Whatever your opinion is of the fucking disease, I don't care. The fact of the matter is this. The guy came out there out of left field and also said in the same breath and tweet, said that please respect the privacy of the families uh, at this time. Now, it's like, and like they, you know, he put it out that they contacted me. Like, you're not that important, man. Somebody just passed away. They contacted Triple H. Triple H is the guy to put the word out there that there was a tragic passing of of an icon. And you come out there with the cause of death within an hour? Like, you should be ashamed of yourself, man. You should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. And I don't really understand the whole, the the concept of, of just being that way. Like, why, why? Why do you have to... Why do you have to, to be the first one to, to, to get your story out, to get your headline? You don't have to be that guy. You don't ever have to be that guy. But that, this guy decided to be that guy and put out cause of death within an hour. And you just, to me, you look like a self-serving asshole. And I just, I, I, don't, I don't fuck with that. And I don't think that it's a good look. And you can call yourself a, a professional. You can call yourself whatever you want. I just don't buy into the fact that you did this out of the kindness of your heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just one of those things where, I don't know, man. It just, again, rubbed me the wrong way. And 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 for whatever reason, the death in itself hurt me. Like, hurt me. You know? Like, and it, like it, maybe because the guy's younger than me, you know? And, like, you go back and you, you got these people like, oh, you, you know, you got to be careful, you know, with your, with your health and, and all that stuff. So it's like, look. I've put a lot of chemicals in my body. I've put a lot of poisons in my body, right, with an alcohol or, you know, experimenting with X, Y, and Z, whatever. Not, not not hard drugs or anything like that, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know the side effects of every single thing that's going to happen to me, and I'm not saying I'm out there just, like, taking every supplement under the sun without doing my research. Of course I do my research, right? But, like, at the same time, you know, you just never know. So, like, that's why you do get good blood work, and that's why you do get testing, and, like, in this past February, I think I got my EKG. My heart rate was fine. Everything was good, right? And then, like, I have high blood pressure, but I take medication for that. You know what I mean? And, like, I go to the gym. I lift my weights. I try to do as best as I can in the gym with cardio and stuff. And, like, sometimes it slacks off, but sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes I feel like I'm good. Like, today I jogged, and I haven't jogged in a very, very, very long time because of an ankle issue. So it felt good to actually, you know, with some impact on my ankle. But I digress with all that shit. What I will say is this. Like, if you're a male female doesn't matter get yourself checked you know because this one rocked me to my core because of all the the latest promos and the latest things that he was saying about how he wanted to this that and the third in his future and the future and his legacy and all that shit so it got me really thinking like something like this happens you you automatically you you take full grasp of everything that's happening in your life everybody that's involved in your life and you know i know the cliche saying is like you know hold your loved ones closer tonight or give your kids an extra hug and kiss or whatever the case may be whatever the quote you want to use i don't buy into that uh, when somebody dies i buy into that every day because i truly don't know i don't know when it's going to be over and it may it does make you question your faith because it's like why would you take 
these young people? Why would you take this person in this situation? How how could you be so real if you just if you're you know quote God's plan is to just have you get hit by a bus? You know what I mean? Like is that your plan or is there some kind of intervention or somebody that something happened where you caused like he has a plan for you and then all of a sudden you caused it to go another way? Whatever the case may be. I do this every day. Like I, I, I try to talk to all my closest people at least once a day, at least once a day. My closest friends, you know, everybody. They get a text or a message or a, a meme or something, some kind of communication. Because I find that that's a foundational piece in my everyday work-life balance. I need that. I need to assure myself that I've made communication with the people that I love and care about. Because maybe the bus hits me on the way home. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it's 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 the early younger deaths that throw me for a loop and really rock me, like to the point where I'm just like I'm unable to function. I'm un- like, and that's only for a certain amount of time, of course. Just like any death that you have to deal with on a personal basis, the grievance and then the anger and then all you know the stages, right? And then eventually you just remember that person. And I don't know. The last time I lost somebody of significance in my own family, like obviously my bonus mom lost her mom, uh, I guess most recently. Um, and that that crushed me too because it's like, you know, here's a person that would be the life of every conversation because of how outlandish she was, you know what I mean? Like and just calling us idiots and just, you know, all in good fun because she loves everybody. But like for me, me like deep-rooted, like it has to be my grandma. And that has that was like 11 years ago. 11 years ago, since I've experienced, like, personal, personal family loss. And, you know, I'm knocking on all the wood the, to that, that my family and everybody stays strong and, and, you know, everything, you know, whatever. But what I'm saying is I know that the process is not easy. But it's like for last night when I found out the news, you know, Shay Cooper was the first one to call me. Like, did you are you seeing this? And I'm like... I'm rocked. I'm rocked. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know. I was like, I, I don't know. You know, like what, nobody's prepared for shit like this. You know what I mean? When Terry Funk passes away, he he's in his 80s and he's, you know, he's been probably battling a lot of issues for quite some time, right? So it's like not like, I'm not saying it's not a, a hard loss to endure, but you also know that like, all right, listen, that dude won life. You know what I mean? I don't know what the life expectancy is nowadays. You know, you got guys like Gary V out there saying, like, you're going to live to your 100. And I'm like, I'm not. You know what I mean? There's no fucking way. Um, But it makes you think, you know. And and as I release this, I'm I'm two weeks away from from my 38th birthday. You know, I'm just like, fuck. If I live to 76, 76, that means I'm only halfway home. It means I got a lot to go. Um. But it, it gets you thinking. It really does. Like, I don't believe in um, playing it safe anymore. I don't. I mean, yes, you look both ways before you cross street safe. Yeah, get it. But I'm saying, like, you got to take the risk. You got to. You got to. You got to speak to that person. You got to reach out to this person. You got to just don't sit back and let this world pass you by, man. Because it's like it, it fucking. It's gonna be gone before you know it. You know, there's been so many times I've talked other people off bridges when it comes to like work and job and like just relationship or whatever the case may be. Like it's not it's it's not an easy 
thing to talk about is like, hey, by the way, you know that three-day stretch where you're just like sulking and just upset and just in your own feelings for three days? Like those three days, you'll never, ever get back. And I'm not saying you're not allowed to be sad. There is plenty of times where I'm still fucking sad. I'm stressed. I want to just punch a hole in the wall. I get all that shit. It comes with the territory of being as passionate as I am for everything that I do. But you just got to remember, we go around once, man. We go around once, and there's only one path to the end of this thing the end of the road is the end of the road unless you are like a super spiritual person and you think like hey don't worry about it because the afterlife is even better cool like that's great i hope it is you know what i mean like i I don't know i'm not i don't practice enough to to preach that to anybody but i will say while i'm on this earth and i'm in the flesh and i'm and i'm a physical human being that i i i typically don't say no to things because I know that I, if I live with no regrets or no regrets, my credo, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just can't. I can't live with regret. It is, it is a demon of this society is living with regret, not, not taking that phone call, not messaging that person, not asking that girl out, not you know asking that boy out, not whatever the hell, not taking that job offer, declining a job offer. You know, it all plays a role in your life. It all plays a role, and. What I will say is that not every role and not every decision is going to be easy, but there's always time to go back. There's always time to kind of rehash and relook and reevaluate everything that you just did. And that's what I do a lot. I do a lot of that. I do a lot of self-reflecting every week, every week for like on Friday before I get out of here, I take a look, I take a look back at the week. What did I do good? What didn't I do good? Who didn't I talk to? Who should I reach back out to? Blah, blah, blah. I set it all up for Monday, and then I go enjoy the weekend as much as I can because, I again, you live once. You, you try to do your best. You, you, you try to be a good person. You're not going to be perfect. Just get that out of your head. Like You're not going to be flawless. You're not going to not have any screw-ups. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. So if you think you're living this perfect life, guess what? You're gonna you're bound to screw up. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's math. It's not me. It's math. Um. In any event. So Bray Wyatt, rest in peace. My thoughts and prayers to the entire family. Um, I think that it's a it's a wake-up call for everybody out there, all young men and women who are maybe my age or just a couple years younger than me, like where you feel like, okay, you know, let, let's I'm getting old, you know, I, I got no time left. Well, maybe not. Maybe you maybe you don't have a lot of time left, or maybe you do. But the 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 craziest, scariest part about all of this is that you don't know. You just don't know. So while you're in that I don't know phase and I don't know mentality, the only thing that you can know is the things that you assure yourself that you're going to do. Go do it. Go make that phone call. Go take that trip. Go cash that check. Do whatever you got to do. Don't rob any banks. Don't hurt anybody. Don't shoot nobody. You know what I mean? Unless they're you know invading your property, then shoot them up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Just don't do bad things to get yourself legally in trouble. But... Walk the fine line, you know, like as long as it's not jeopardizing your health of you or anybody that you care about, go for it, man. Go for it. That's why I'm sitting here today in my own studio. Once again, looking at a wall, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I'm here because I built this and I built this because I left my full time benefits giving job where there was paying me a nice living and I was fine. I was financially stable. Everything was going to be okay. And I said, no, no, no. That's stupid. Let me go back to zero. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, you would look at this in the surface and say, well, you're an idiot, Dave. But 
at the end of the day, maybe this all pays off, you know, or maybe it doesn't. And I wound up, I don't know, going on OnlyFans or something like that and selling my feet, <laughs> whatever the case may be. Hey, listen, I'll make some money, right? I got some nice feet. I don't actually. No guy has nice feet. And if you do have nice feet as a guy, uh, you're probably doing something wrong. But in any event, that'll do it for the show. That I don't know. How do, how do you end your podcast, Dave? Well, I was talking about feet. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to head on out of here. It is a Friday. I have plenty more work to do. I got to do some editing, producing, all that fun shit. But I wanted to squeeze in a podcast because Scoop asked me to do it. Um, he was, where's the podcast? It's like, it's been eight days. You know, I know sometimes it's, you know, different days, but different days I get busier. So we'll see how that all plays out. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy your lives, everybody. Don't go crazy, uh, but also go fucking nuts. <laughs> I'll see you guys next time.